welcome to Tiz Talk. Welcome to Tis Talk. This is a podcast coming from Tisbury, Wiltshire and surrounding villages. I'm Julianne Murphy. And I'm Mary Myers. This is the week beginning the 8th of May. We start with Simon Davison, Chair of the Tisbury Parish Council, who gives his annual report with updates on local planning, budgets and community projects. I do enjoy it because you feel like you're in the middle of what's going on. And quite often we do get stuff done. Then we report and reflect on the coronation parties. Um, that, uh, it's something we do very well and I think it's, it's part of being in this country. I'm not too fussed about, about the King, but it's nice that everyone's get together. Then we hear from another artist, Rebecca Reimer, on the Wiley Valley Art Trail. I go out foraging when walking my dog in the morning and evening and find lots of treasures which I will use in my mirrors and windows. Then we have farming news from Peter Shalcross at Woolmead Farm. But more rain than I think for the last 40 years and that really affected the cows and the dairy because it was very difficult to get the dairy cows out to grass. And we round off with What's On listings brought to you by Louis Davison. Last week on Tuesday the 2nd of May, Tisbury Parish Council met for their annual AGM and here Simon Davison, the chair, gives a roundup of the Parish Council's annual report. Looking back at last year's report, I see that the neighbourhood plan, station works, the 20 mile per hour scheme and the affordable housing on the old sports centre site were our chief concerns. And they still are. But things have moved on. The Station Works planning application has dominated the last few months. As you will know, the developers appealed on grounds of non-determination, which resulted in a hearing at which Tisbury PC decided it had to be present as a separate legal party to Wiltshire Council. This had a cost to it, but we felt it was crucial to protect our village. At the same time, we were concerned about spending public money in times of economic hardship, and so we ran a crowdfund for £15,000. It was great to raise the money, but it was also really pleasing to see the Tisbury community so proactive and vocal in their support. Through this, we were able to hire a barrister, and the hearing process has been completed. This was an extremely detailed and arduous process, and we have to thank Jerry Murray, Clyde Whitaker, and Janet Amos for all their time and energy. In the meantime, we are currently awaiting the verdict. At the same time as all this, the Nada Community Land Trust was getting on with their plan for affordable housing on the old sports centre site. Working with Wiltshire Council, the plans have been approved and seven genuinely affordable residents will be built. This is a real achievement and once again we have to thank Jerry and the Nada Community Land Trust for making this happen. It is a real triumph. The plans for a village-wide speed limit of 20 miles per hour, like many public works, is taking a long time to happen. The latest update is that Wiltshire Council has advertised the traffic regulation order which will allow for the change in speed limit and this will be under consultation from the 4th of May to the 29th of May, with an advert also being placed in the Salisbury Journal. 
Once the consultation period has ended, officers will schedule the work with the council's contractor. But of course, there are a myriad of other things to be dealt with. All the planning applications, community spaces, the playgrounds, clearing litter, the youth hub, etc. and the precept. Once again, we are under pressure because of the economic crisis. Inflation is eroding the value of our precepts, but we are reluctant to increase it. After careful consideration and prudent management of our finances by Sandra Harry, our previous clerk who retired from the council last September, after 18 years of service to this community, we have not raised the precept this year. However, with ever-increasing costs, particularly for labour and materials, the council may have to consider raising it in 2024-25. As I say every year, the Parish Council provides a very efficient and effective use of the money allocated to us, not least because so much work is done on a voluntary basis. But we are also really lucky to have a great team working for us. Thanks to Sandra, Bev, Tim, Zeta and Ed, Debbie Carter and Andrew Graham, plus the volunteers who help with the children's community garden. This is about to come under the governance and support of the Parish Council so that it can be supported in the longer term. A special mention should also be made of Zeta Hooper. Not only does she keep the youth hub alive and vibrant, but she and Ed have done really great community work by running the community larder up at the youth club hut. The whole community should thank them for this. So what's next? It seems to me that environmental issues must be a priority in the coming years. For example, we have just learnt that the River Nadder is not as healthy as it should be. This and so many other problems need to be addressed. The Parish Council's Environment Committee will be developing a Climate Action Plan for Tisbury in the coming year and councillors are currently preparing a full programme of events for the Great Big Green Week from June the 10th to the 18th. So there is a lot to do, but I feel that we have a strong and committed Parish Council and I'm optimistic that Tisbury is actually becoming a better place to live in. It just takes time and energy and commitment. Thanks everyone for doing what you do. We should be really proud of what we have achieved this year. After the meeting, I caught up with Simon to ask him a few extra questions. So, Simon, thanks for coming along. Um, how do you respond if someone says you and the councillors are just in it for your own benefit? Yeah, well, that's a comment I frequently hear, surprisingly, and it really um, annoys me because none of us benefit from being in the parish council in any way. We do it, I mean, it sounds like a cliche, but just because we want to make Tisbury a better place and we want to protect it and look after it. What lots of people don't realise is that the parish council actually has very few powers. We're mainly consultative, so on planning permission we can give our view, but it's actually the planning officer who makes the decision. And another example is the 20 mile an hour speed limit. I mean, we could only say we want it, but we have to wait for Wiltshire Council and the highways to organise it and give us permission and part fund it. So at the moment, we've got 11 councillors and it's a really great, vibrant parish council, I would say. But, you know, none of us get any perks or any payoffs or anything from the parish council. In fact, it costs us money. Having said that, 
I do enjoy it because you feel like you're in the middle of what's going on. And quite often we do get stuff done. Okay, well, here's a few things about what you've actually done. What about the Southwestern, the Southwestern pub? Well, the Southwestern is a bit of an enigma. A company associated with the co-op bought it, primarily for the co-op to then turn it into a new local store. But the co-op failed to get planning permission for various reasons. So it seems to be in limbo. The company still own it, but it's not being developed it's not clear at all what's happening. So we've got one of our parish councillors, Jerry Mason, is going to go sleuthing and find out what exactly is happening. Right, OK. And potholes, everybody's favourite subject. Yeah, potholes, potholes, potholes. About four years ago, this is an example of how public works take a long time, I drove up and down Hinden Lane with the Wiltshire councillor and we photographed and listed all the problems and sent them off to Wiltshire Council. Shortly after that, Wiltshire Council announced that they were going to put £5 million, I think it was, aside to deal with things. Two years later, they finally got round to looking at Hindon Lane. And you should, as I speak, be seeing signs on Hindon Lane saying they're about to resurface it. But it's Wiltshire Council's responsibility and they are getting on with it. It just takes time. Okay, and then finally, what about elections? Because there have been national local council elections. Nothing happened here in Wiltshire, I think, but there is something happening on June the 8th, isn't there? So what's happened is that Nick Errington, who was our unitary councillor, has stepped down from various pressures. So that means there's a vacancy, so we have to have elections. Yet on June the 8th, there's going to be elections to vote in a replacement for Nick. Just wanted to say... Uh, the ID will be required for that. But please do vote. It really makes a difference. Thank you very much, Simon. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Well, we've just had the coronation, of course. And this weekend I went down to the Victoria Hall and to the football field to talk to people enjoying themselves. First I talked to Felicity Corp and Marion Blower at the Victoria Hall. here because I came to the uh, previous coronation in 1953 as a very small youngster. Then we had to go out to Hindon because we didn't have a television. Of course it went on for much longer than this one today and uh, well I I was a very tired child when I came home at at the age of eight. Amazing. (laughs) Do you feel sort of patriotic? Oh I'm very much a royalist. Very much a royalist, always have been. And I, I love to see these occasions, and I think this country does them so well. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable, really. Uh, and look at the number of people here. I yes, mean, we've got quite uh, a crowd quite here a crowd in the Victoria in, Hall. In the Victoria Hall, yes. yes. What about this oath of allegiance thing that people oh, I, have been encouraged oh, to do? Oh, dear. I think that is, is very nice indeed. And uh, I can't think why um, Jonathan Dimbleby is making such a fuss about the homage. 
you know, it's just the right thing to do. Marion Blower. And have you organised this today? Well, yes, with, uh, with friends. We, we are amazed at how everybody has supported it today. We've got a full house here at Victoria yeah. Hall and you've uh, set up this um, the telly. That's Dave, Dave and Ros. I mean, they are the ones that organise that side of things. Um, though it's a free event to come in today, the refreshments are obviously to help fund the hall. Yes, everything's been freshly made. What have we got, actually? What cakes and sandwiches have we got? Uh, fresh cream with raspberries. And raspberry jam, we've got uh, coffee and walnut, we've got fresh cheese scones, we've got egg mayo sandwiches, soft cheese cucumber, tuna, yeah, quite a variety, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and would you describe yourself as a royalist? Oh, yes, oh, yes. Me and my friends actually went up to London to the Queen's funeral, you know, oh, yes. and we've been to some weddings, right. royal right. weddings. There's six of us actually. Um, there's myself, there's Val Millichamp, there's Lofthouse, Beryl Horsburgh, um, Barb Oliver, and Roz, and, and Dave get all the, you know, the tables sorted out for us. And we try and do something once a month if we can. And we've got a royal one um, event coming up the 25th of May. 25th of May at 2.15 Victoria Hall. And we have actually got entertainment. We've got a guitar player. Will they be singing God Save the King? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Today. We just love going to the village community events just to see people we don't see every day and um, just enjoy the fact that everyone's out together on a lovely day. Yeah, part of the whole weekend of celebration, it's brilliant. What do you feel about the coronation? I feel that uh, it's a very um, English thing and it's a um, British thing, I should say, and the coronation. Um, that uh, it's something we do very well and I think it's, it's part of being in this country. Fantastic weather, lovely venue, everybody turning up with the best, best attitude in the world. Well, it's a wonderful chance to see all the community get together. And it's particularly lovely for an old man to see so many small children. Theirs is the future and they're thoroughly enjoying themselves. So, so why are you here today? I'm here to promote uh, the carnival. Um, oh, by the way, I'm not, uh, I'm not here for the coronation and I'm not here for, for the king, absolutely not. L lovely community event, beautiful weather um, and it's wonderful to see everybody coming out and playing the games and having teas and coffees and the picnic so, um, and, and just a really nice celebration, good soft power. Well, I, I was here actually celebrating the Queen's Jubilee back in 1977 and that, that reign went very well. So I'm hoping if I'm here again this time, King Charles will go really well too. I'm not too fussed about, about the King, but it's nice that everyone's getting together. And I did really enjoy the crochet beef eaters. That was quite a nice surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks a lot.
That's all right. Big round of applause for our adults. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Here is the second instalment of our coverage of the Wiley Valley Art Trail. I went over to Swallowcliff to meet Rebecca Bex Reimer, who makes decorative glass pieces using a new technique for traditional leaded windows and mirrors using delicate natural forms, as well as lino prints and hand-carved wooden house signs. Good morning, my name's Rebecca Reimer. I am Swallow Arts, where I create lino prints, stained glass windows and wood carving. I'm an artist at the Wiley Valley Art Trail. And we're in your beautiful studio in Swallowcliff. So you obviously love nature. Um, you've got lino prints. Lino prints of people's homes and businesses. Loved caravans and things like that. Well, I've always done stained glass, but my new idea is incorporating nature into the stained glass. So it is showing off natural forms. So we've got windows of stained glass and in those, what you would normally have colours in, in stained glass, you've got beautiful leaves, ferns, feathers, pressed flowers, things like that. Is is that a good description? a very good description. I go out foraging when walking my dog, you know, morning and evening and find lots of treasures out and about, which I will bring home, dry out, press which I will use in my mirrors and windows. So how long have you been an artist and how long have you been here, Bex? I've been here in Swallowcliff for seven years now and very happy and it's taken us this time to get my workshop up and running so that I can do the Wiley Valley Art Trail. So this is your first time? Yes, yes, very first time. (laughs) And how's it going? really good it's been great it's been lovely having people come in and give me positive feedback and saying they've not seen anything like my work before and have you sold much yes at the beginning it was very busy and i've taken some orders and commissions so very happy i know there's people coming this afternoon and my doors open until the end of monday afternoon fantastic thank you very much Follow us on Instagram at TizTalkRadio. Now, Peter Shalcross reflects on springtime on his dairy farm. Yes, yeah, so I'm Peter Shalcross, Wallmead Farm, talking about the spring. So sort of starting off beginning of March and then working through to now. So March, as everyone knows, was an extremely wet month, but more rain than, I think, for, for the last 40 years. And that really affected the cows and the dairy because it was very difficult to get the dairy cows out to grass. So we had our TB test um, middle of March and the cows went out after those tests and they stayed out a little bit, um, but then it got too wet, they came in. And then they've been grazing off and on uh, ever since, mostly in April. But like today, they've had to come in again because they're grazing the meadow by the river and and it's just too wet. It's never really dried out completely. We've got a routine of grazing on a three-week cycle. So the first field is returned to after three weeks. Still haven't completed a whole cycle yet. So it's, it's not going too badly, but it's quite irritating on a day like this having to bring them back in. 
Yeah, so the problem with wet weather and grazing, particularly this time of year when the ground hasn't had a chance to dry out, is the cows are so heavy, they're sort of 600 kilos per cow, 180 cows going on a pasture. Um, they can easily wreck it. They can destroy the soil profile. They, they poach it, uh, create mud. And the other thing is that the grass is so wet and moist that they just don't get any goodness out of it. They're just um, taking in so much water rather than what they need is the, the dry matter. So they don't perform so well. There's not so much milk in really wet grass. At this time of year, we do the vaccinations for the cows and it does coincide with the TB test in March. So during middle of March, did our annual test, which we passed, thank goodness. So it's a, a huge relief. So we can sell, I can sell calves again. I don't have to test every two months. The next test will be in six months time. And at the same time as the TB test, I vaccinate the cows for various diseases, which are luckily controlled by vaccines which are mainly leptospirosis, which is a disease which is spread by rats. Uh, it's in the water. It can spread from the cow's urine back to people as well, and it causes Viol's disease. So it, this vaccine is a two-dose programme. So one was done during the TB test, and today we're just doing the second dose. So we're pushing all the cows through the race and then, then back into the yard for their silage. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Here's Louis Davison with this week's What Songs. This is the What Songs for the week beginning 8th of May 2023. With the king crowned, the bunting drooping and the multiple bank holidays behind us, Time to get back to the perhaps not quite as exciting but equally important local activities that make up village life. On Tuesday the 9th of May at 7pm, the annual meeting of parishioners and annual parochial church meeting takes place at St John's Church in Tisbury. On Wednesday the 10th of May, Tisbury Memory Group will be meeting at the Hinton Hall between 10 and 12 noon and will feature music with Lee Knott. On Thursday the 11th at 7pm in Victoria Hall, the Tisbury Carnival AGM will take place. On Thursday the 11th, we are going to have the AGM at the Victoria Hall at 7pm in the evening. So please, everyone welcome if you want to come and join the, the, the crew so you can be part and support the carnival. Are you young and an early riser? On Saturday the 13th, get up at dawn and be at the Nada Centre car park for 5am for the Young Nature Dawn Chorus Walk. Email youngtnhs at gmail.com for booking and further details. Whether you're young, old or a little in between, if you're interested in gardening, don't miss on the same day, Saturday the 13th, the Tisbury Horticultural Society Plant and Garden Sale, which takes place in the car park at Hinton Hall starting at 10am. And that same evening of Saturday the 13th of May, there will be a live music by Molly Hughes singing jazz standards alongside supper at Messam's Wiltshire. Book early to guarantee a table. Then, Sunday 14th from 10am until 5pm, there's a charity open day at Font Hill Abbey Grounds. And finish that day with a visit to Victoria Hall for a showing of Tar, the Oscar-nominated film starring Kate Blanchett. The next film to be shown at the New Vic as part of the Magic Lantern programme is Tar, starring Kate Blanchett and directed by Todd Field. 
Kate Blanchett plays the glacial composer and conductor Lydia Tarr. She's in every scene of the film and she completely dominates it. The clever opening scene shows her being interviewed about her extensive career, giving us an insight into her success as a musician and conductor, a profession largely dominated by men. It's a glass ceiling that she has well and truly smashed. Kate Blanchett trained as a conductor in order to play Lydia, and she conveys brilliantly the sheer joy she feels in her work. She wears clothes especially designed to give her fluidity as she conducts the Philharmonic Orchestra in Berlin, where the film is largely set. So all seems well with Lydia, with a settled domestic life, with an understanding musician partner with whom she shares a young daughter. But there is a darker side to Lydia. Her ambition means that loyal colleagues can be cast aside if they no longer suit her purpose. And her behaviour towards some of her younger musicians shares characteristics with the Me Too movement. Kate Blanchett has won a host of awards for this film, doesn't she always? Including Best Actress at this year's BAFTAs and Golden Globes. But she missed out on an Oscar this year. That award went to Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh well, she can't win them all. You can see Tar at the New Vic on Sunday the 14th of May. The film starts at 7 and the bar opens at 6.30. Details of how to book are at newvictisbury.com or you can call on 0300 302-3090. That's all for What's Ons. Enjoy the week. That's all from us this week. But before we go, here are the church bells ringing for the king. More about the bell ringers next week. So we've been Mary Myers and Julianne Murphy, with thanks to Tata Pagliano and Kate Gam, with special guest Louis Davison. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on tistalkradio at gmail.com. You can listen every week to a new episode of Tistalk, and you can find any episode you've missed at tistalk.buzzsprout.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Tistalk, that's all one word. And also look out for us on the Nextdoor app. And now also on Instagram on Tistalk Radio. So do listen in next week for more stories from Tisbury. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.